welcome to Widow's Might Because Life Happens, podcast number eight. There is an immediate challenge that comes into effect when a woman becomes a widow, and that can include a new sense of identity. At least that's what a sociologist I took the time to listen to recently said, and truthfully, I think she hit the nail right on the head. That is one of the first things that you suffer as a widow. It's a strange sense of not being important to someone specific. And perhaps that is one of the great emotional impacts. Fitting yourself into a frame that you didn't invest into because you never wanted to find yourself forced to manage that position. But there you are, and you have no choice. There is no choice. So you flounder, and there is no question. For the first six months, I felt as though I was in the twilight zone, meaning that this unfamiliar territory that traps us outside our own volition, as if you've been thrown into the ocean but you cannot swim, and at every turn you feel as though you're going to drown, but you can't. You can't indulge in the inclination and let go and just drown, because you know that somehow you have to do everything in your power to hold on, even if that means just floating to begin with. Perhaps this is the same emotional exercise a person experiences when moving to a new country alone, not knowing the language, because I would say widowhood introduces a person into a whole new language, the language of not fitting into the same circle of friends because suddenly you feel bereft, naked, exposed. You may not feel comfortable in your own home because the space is flooded with memories. You may find you can't sleep at night because the person you shared your bed with is not there. Essentially, you find yourself meeting the challenge of tightening the screw that fell loose the day your spouse died, and with each twist of the screwdriver you feel as though the breath is being squeezed out of you, but you can't shake yourself out, nor can you turn on the light. You can't wake up from this nightmare. And then the day comes when, despite all the emotional impingements and upheavals that are pulling you down, you have to rip off the band-aid. What is that band-aid? It's a little like making a determination to start over, or pulling up your socks and realizing you cannot function in this mode. You have to turn your back on the sensations that have you by the collar and you have to begin fighting your way back to the present reality, this new reality. The fact is, all the crying and churning, a hundred thousand memories around in your brain won't bring your beloved spouse back. That dull ache in your heart and the quiet agony that follows you like a creeper throughout the course of your day needs to be siphoned off, pushed back, held at bay. From somewhere deep in the recesses of your mind, you have to drum up the courage to function again. And then slowly, you have to begin mustering up the strength to meet the tasks of the day. In a way, losing a spouse is the end of a life and the end of a way of life. And that transfers into new beginnings. So here's the crux of the matter. We reach a point where we have to choose. Are we going forward, encouraged by the very thought that every day will be less difficult and 
If it's less difficult than the day before, then maybe, just maybe we can pull through. Or are we going to give up and become a shadow of the person we were meant to be? My faith structure doesn't leave room for the second option. I'm aware that endings leave space for new beginnings and as hard as I've been finding the call to rise up and shine, my husband didn't marry a wimp, nor did he nurture self-pity in me. Together we always rolled up our sleeves when there was work to be done and we gave the effort our best shot. I can't do less just because I'm without him. Nor can I disappoint this creator who made me by quitting while I still have his breath in my lungs. So at this point, almost two years after his death, after my husband's death, I'm shaking the dust off my hands and I'm going to roll up my sleeves and try my very best to stand up again. I'm going to try my very best to shine again. If not for me, then for the people in my life that are influenced by my actions. I'm going to try to fulfill whatever remains yet ahead of me to accomplish. And I'm going to make a special effort to live up to the memory of the man who taught me life needs to be lived. I also want to honor the God who has always inspired me for the far-reaching goodness of his grace. I pray that he helps me face the future steps with fervor and strength and courage and wisdom. I pray that my Lord Jesus will grant me the joy to continue this journey as he created me to continue it, facing the storms without crumbling, rejoicing in the moments worth celebrating, and knowing the difference before time runs out for me as well. So I will stop here and say, if you have a different take on the place that I am and the place that I need to be, maybe you can share it with me. I invite you to email me at emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. I would love to hear your perspective. And uh, if you would be all right with my sharing it, then I would love to share it with any listeners that there might be. Again, I don't think there are any listeners. I consider that mostly this has been a therapy for me of sorts. That's why there are so many spaces in between the dates of my posting these podcasts. But um, they are prepared and created in conjunction with my attitude and my view at the moment. And I have come forth with leaps and bounds and some days I'm back in the ditch and back in the dump. But I know that I won't stay in the ditch. And my faith helps me pull myself back up out of the pit. I'm not meant to stay there, and neither are you, if you're listening. And if not, it's okay. God bless you, and hopefully we'll meet again on the next podcast of Widow's Might, because life happens. Dance.